Hey everyone, it's Pastor Brandon here, and I'm so excited to do the intro for this new series I'm going to be doing. It's going to be 14 weeks, and each week we're going to discuss one of the 14 declarations of faith of the Church of God denomination. Because we here at North Point, we're a part of the Church of God denomination, and it's a great thing, and we have great theology and great beliefs that we really ascribe to, and as a body, I think it's important to know what we're a part of. So I just want to break down these 14 declarations of faith, these pillars of beliefs we as a denomination have, theology that we believe, and so these next 14 weeks, I'm really excited to break them down with you, and this is episode 11, and let's jump right into it. Hey guys, and welcome back to the What We Believe podcast. It has just been so amazing to be able to do this, and I'm so thankful to North Point to for hosting this on our Spotify. I am, if you didn't know, the executive pastor here at North Point, and I am just so excited to be able to do this. Um, it is so exciting to talk about God, and I just have a new excitement. Like, I've always been excited about God, but with everything going on in our country right now, from multiple universities having outpourings of the Holy Ghost, outpourings of God, revival happening, and the thing is, is God is no respecter of persons, so that means the revival that's going on in those universities can be encountered here in our local churches. All you have to do is seek God more than ever, and that's what I'm so excited to be doing because this is a part of seeking God learning what we believe in God, discussing our beliefs and these theological statements because it's important when we encounter God that we do it in a correct way. And today that I'm, I'm talking about a really exciting thing because it's a manifestation of God's presence and it often comes with revival and at revivals and it's just an awesome thing. But more than than this that we're about to talk about, we need to seek God more than we seek this. And and my heart right now is just seeking God in a new, profound way. So before we go any further, before I tell you what Declaration 11 is, I just I just want to pray because I think God has more than just teaching for us today, but He has an encounter for you today. And I just want to thank Him for this opportunity, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for being you, for sending your son, for having mercy and grace on us, for forgiving us, for healing us, for loving us. More so than healing, more so than provision, more so than anything you do for us, God. I am just thankful that you love us. I just want to sit at your feet this morning, God. I just want to sit at your feet today, God. And Thank you for this platform, thank you for this opportunity, and thank you for you. And God, anoint my words so that this teaching becomes more than just that, that it becomes an encounter with you. In your mighty, amazing name, amen. All right, so like I said earlier, guys, we are breaking down Declaration 11 of our 14 Declarations of Faith. Can you believe it? We are on 11, which means after this, we only have three more to go. And I said this in our announcement video to North Point Church, but I have some some great uh, content ideas and things I, I want to be doing after this. So I promise once this is over, there may be a little break, but we're still going to have added content on the page and it's going to be exciting. But 
back to Declaration 11, and it says, We believe divine healing is provided for all in the atonement. Wow, that's a powerful statement right there. We believe in divine healing. I can tell you, we're not a a group of Christians who like to limit God's power. We are not a group of Christians who say, no, that stopped in the Bible. We believe that happens. These things happen. Healings happen. Deliverance happens. Mighty works and miracles happen today. And they're not just happening at other universities. They're not just happening in other parts of the world. They can happen in our local church. And they are happening in our local church. Listen, the death of Christ, it was not only the atonement for man's sin, it was also the redemption of the whole man, body, soul, spirit. And this act of redemption for us, for our whole selves, was not only, it didn't only provide freedom from sin, which is massive and amazing, but it provided freedom from the consequences of sin including the infirmities of the flesh. It provided freedom from the consequences of our sin. As in, there wasn't just freedom from sin at the cross, there's healing at the work of the cross. Isaiah 53, 5, it says, But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. That's Isaiah prophesying about what Jesus was going to go through. It was in the future for him, in the past for us. But Jesus was whipped so that we could be healed. He was beaten so we could be whole. He died so we could find life, spiritual life. And the healing of the body is provided by the atonement of Christ. Healing is administered through divine intervention. And the present condition of mankind is the product of man's sin, as in Adam's initial sin. When Adam sinned initially, that violated God's moral law and it violated God's laws of nature. So the consequences of him sinning and sin coming into the world is the spiritual degradation and bodily corruption. And I know that's, those are fancy words, but what I'm saying is when Adam sinned, when Adam and Eve ate the apple, sin came into the world and God's perfect will that was originally intended was broken and sin came in and thus with that sin came sickness and our body's deterioration. That was not God's initial plan, but God is so amazing that he gave even his first creations of man, Adam and Eve, free will. And with their free will, they freely sinned, and they brought sin into the world and brought sickness, but then Jesus fulfilled it and brought healing at the cross. So in the Bible, God has related the message of deliverance from sin with the message of healing. He's related the two together. When we read about the deliverance of Israel from Egypt and in making that redemptive covenant with him, God also promised healing. In Exodus 15.26, it says, If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord 
who heals you. We know earlier when when God was talking to Moses at the burning bush, he reveals his name as Yahweh, which means I am. God is. God is that great healer. God is that mighty physician. God is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He provides healing. He provides all we need. And he heals us. He is I am. Everything is wrapped up in that that name, I am. He is. He is everything. And that includes healer. And then we also see the relationship between forgiveness and healing stated by David in Psalms 103, verses 1 through 3. It says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and he heals all my diseases. Through the redemptive work of the cross, Jesus bore our sin and he bore our sickness and he gave us healing. God's redemption is twofold. He gave us forgiveness and he gave us healing. I love that. And, you know, I'm going to get a little personal here. Uh, well, not too personal. I just I want to tell you, I've been recently watching The Chosen. I know I'm like behind the curve, um, but it's so cool to to see this stuff play out in a visual way. I've always been more of a visual learner. Um, I love to read. I love stuff being taught to me, but I just love visual. I love movies. I love seeing things. And I love seeing Jesus heal. And I love it because, you know, it always makes the Pharisees upset because it's like, how dare you do this? And, and who are you? But then he forgives their sins. And it's always like, hey, this healing's awesome, but it's nothing compared to the forgiveness of sins. That is the ultimate healing. That is the ultimate provision. And the cross gave us all both of those things. It gave us access to the freedom from sin, but also the freedom from sickness and the healing. God, through Jesus, bought that for us on the death with the price of his son, with the price of Jesus. James 5.14 says, Are there any sick among you? Then ask the elders of the church to come and pray over the sick and anoint them with oil in the name of our Lord. And the prayer of faith will heal the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And if they have committed sins, they will be forgiven. Jesus already paid for our healing when he took his stripes. When he was whipped, we were healed. The method to unlocking the healing is faith. Without the prayer of faith, that healing doesn't come. In Matthew 8, 1 through 3, it says, Large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly, a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. That's another one of the stories that's actually seen in The Chosen. I believe that was season one and wow, it was powerful. 
Me and my wife, we watch it, and, and both of us tear up, like, every time someone's healed. Well, there, there's we tear up, like, almost every episode, multiple times. It's, it's an amazing show. But those words, I am willing. Jesus proved his willingness to heal us when he took the stripes for us on the cross. There's so many prayers that are prayed. God, if you're willing, if you're willing... Jesus already showed us he is willing. There's n- that's not a question anymore. And when we pray, if we're praying, God, if you're willing, God, if you're willing, God, if you're willing, do we actually believe he's willing? Why would we question it so much? We don't have to question. That's a lack of faith to question. Because We don't fully believe he's willing because we haven't seen it yet. Sometimes God has an amazing timing to his healing that's that's better than we could even imagine. Right? We only see the here and now. And we get upset when it doesn't happen the way we want it to happen in that exact moment and we and then we forget and we, we think God isn't willing. Guess what? It doesn't matter if we forget it or not. Jesus is always willing. We don't have to wonder. If he's willing, he is this morning, today, God's willing. And he proved that already. Look at the cross. Look at what he bared for us. He's willing to not just forgive sins, but to heal. And I just, it hurts my heart because too many prayers are prayed like this man with leprosy. Too many people get caught up and forget the willingness of God, the loving heart of God. It's God's will. Healing is unlocked with faith. And just a few verses later in this same chapter of Matthew, we see the faith of a Roman officer. And it amazes Jesus. Matthew 8, 5-13 says, when Jesus returned home to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into outer darkness where they will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go back home, because you believed it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. This story, this healing, this sign of faith, it gets me so, 
so hard. This Gentile, this, this, this Roman officer, he had no context into the, the promises God has sent already through the law of Moses, through the Pentateuch, through the books that they already had. He had no reference to that. He just knew what he'd seen and what he heard from others around Capernaum, around Judea, around the whole area. And, and he knew, you have dominion over everyone. That statement of, hey, I'm an officer and my soldiers, I just have to say the word and they do it. There's no question. He's saying how much authority Jesus has, that Jesus has authority over all, that all he does is speak. He doesn't have to touch someone. He doesn't have to be physically in the home. He has that type of authority that he speaks and the earth and everyone therein listens. That's great faith. And then Jesus commends him of that faith, saying, Gentiles, east, west, everywhere, they will be at the feast in the kingdom." But then the chosen people of God, the Israelites, whom the feast was prepared for, so many of them will miss it. That is so powerful. And it's so amazing that Jesus came for not just God's chosen people, the Israelites, but also the Gentiles. Because if he didn't, I wouldn't be speaking about this today. I'm a Gentile. I'm not Jewish. And I wouldn't be a part of the chosen people if not for Jesus. But Jesus came and he was willing. Not just to to usher me into the kingdom, but to heal. And the man with leprosy, he asked if it was God's will. He was unsure, not filled with faith. But this Roman soldier knew from the start. He knew Jesus was a healer. And he knew that all he needed was for Jesus to speak. And his servant would be healed. His faith was strong. Just as ours needs to be. We unlock healing with our prayers of faith. The healing's already been purchased. It happened on the cross. With the atonement of Jesus. The stripes he took for us. He gave us healing. And this is what we have to believe for today. I don't know what you're you're, uh, struggling with. I don't know what is going on in your body, what healings you may need. But if you ask Jesus to come in, you just got to have faith. Pray a prayer of faith. Believe for it. I can tell you today, God is willing. Don't question that willingness because it dilutes our faith. I've uh, recently been been praying and believing for for a mighty move here at North Point. And I, I know just this past Sunday, things shifted. God's done some amazing things. He's He's been pruning and preparing for this mighty harvest. Because there's, you know, when it comes to a harvest, there's a lot of things that need to happen <clears throat> for it to be prepared for. Seeds have to be planted. The ground has to be tilled. They need Those seeds need water. They need sun. They need time. 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 I'm not a farmer, but I know things take time and time and time. They take a lot of that. And that's what's been going on, not just in North Point, but in our, in our country, in our world. And we're seeing 
some amazing moves of God, not just at Asbury, but at Lee University, at so many other college campuses, and at so many other churches. I've seen post after post about revival, about God's presence manifesting strong ways, people seeking God more than ever before. And all they had to do was know God is willing. When you have faith and you know God is willing, then you seek him harder than ever before. And he comes, he shows up. This morning, I'm going to say a prayer because um, I don't want to talk about healing without praying for healing. And I don't want to take this moment for granted, these Spotify uh podcasts they've been really great but i also fear that i've taken some of them for granted and not ended them in the proper way with a call for uh healing with a call for revival with a call for touching people because god he's doing mighty things he's doing mighty mighty things and we're just scratching the surface so i think these revivals going on at at all these schools are just scratching the surface of what's going to then blossom at so many local churches who are actually seeking him. We're actually just sitting at the feet of Jesus, kissing his feet, worshiping him, seeking him above all else, because we can't just seek healing. We can't just seek provision. We can't just seek revival. We seek him first. And these are byproducts of us seeking him. Just like these healings were byproducts of what Jesus did at the cross for our sins. He did it for our spiritual life, and then the physical came with it. It was a byproduct of what Jesus did, and now when we seek God, we are going to see byproducts of that seeking. Byproducts of healing, byproducts of supernatural provision, byproducts of, of supernatural revival, supernatural growth in the kingdom of God. And I'm not going to end this podcast without praying over it, without praying over you. Lord King Jesus, I love you. I thank you. Oh, oh God, I thank you. I know that through what you did on the cross, you paid for our healing. God, whoever is out there struggling, listening to this, maybe maybe they're struggling with sight. Maybe they're struggling with pains. Maybe they're, they're struggling with infirmities of, of the heart, of depression, of something. God, I don't know what the healing is, but I know who the healer is. God, I thank you that right now you are our healer. You are a great physician. And you heal us on the cross. Right now, I know you are willing. And I know you are healing. And I thank you that you're doing that, God. I thank you through our faith. We are unlocking healing in our bodies. I thank you so much for who you are. And who you've made us. Because of your love. Thank you, God. That's all I can say. All I can say is thank you. I'm at a loss for words because of your amazing glory and grace and your love. Oh, thank you for the healings that just took place. In your mighty, mighty, mighty name. Amen. 
Guys, thank you so much for tuning in this Monday. Um, I know I say this every week, but it is such an honor to be able to discuss these amazing beliefs and theological statements with you. And it is such an honor that I can introduce them maybe to you and then you take them and develop your beliefs on them and dig into it and, and find out what you believe in God. I, there is amazing things going on in our country right now, and I am even more excited than ever to talk about Jesus and the things of God. So next week, we're going to be breaking down Declaration 12, which is we believe in the Lord's Supper and the washing of saints' feet. So we already talked about the sacrament of baptism, so next week we're going to be talking about two other sacraments. So... Be sure to tune in next week and we'll see you then.